Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor who's been selling homes in North Texas with more than 21 years of experience. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with top community leaders, local businesses, and real estate industry experts to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. I'm super excited about my guest. He's a returning guest. I have him on every year because I know all of y'all out there are wondering about what our real estate market is doing, what it's done, and what we're looking into the future. So I welcome Kelly Milligan. He is the North Texas um, Area Council for Chicago Title. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, Kimberly. Good to be here. What is this, like fourth year? I know. I love it. I love it. Gotta stop meeting like this. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. you always have a wealth of knowledge for my viewers and um, for myself. Um, I love talking with you about you know what we've seen in the past in real estate and what we're maybe going to see upcoming and the months to come. Yeah, you know, that's the funny part. A lot of years, we could almost have the same talk. Right. Because for most of the last decade, this market has done nothing but go up. Right. Obviously, those of us that were paying attention knew that last year might be a little bit different. Yep. You know, if you were paying attention in January of 2022, you could see that inflation was already at 7%. You knew right. that was going to go up, which was going to prompt interest rate increases, yep. which it did. And, you know, the aggressive stance that the Federal Reserve Board took toward dealing with inflation led to an increase in mortgage rates that I don't think too many people in the area expected. And when mortgage rates go up, obviously that tamps down the market. You don't have the demand that we've seen in recent years. Right. But what concerns me more is the way that the local media is talking about the market. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't have to work too hard to find a headline decrying prices dropping at a record rate. Or, right. you know, uh, there's an article that the Morning News ran on December 27th that they have a new guy that kind of handles a lot of their residential stuff. And uh -huh. his headline was, uh, you know, home prices will, won't tumble or will they? You know, it's oh, like. Gosh. <laughs> But, but that's Positive. how it works. You yeah. know, you get people to read the headline. And if right. you read the article, it makes very clear that nobody expects our market to crash, but nobody's yeah. going to read. So the problem we have is the media is kind of spinning a tale of decline. Yeah. Home sales are dropping. They're telling people that home prices are dropping, which is disingenuous at best. Right. And the problem we have is that buyers and sellers alike and a lot of their agents are believing this. And it's kind of setting a false narrative. And so I'm hoping we'll get a chance to maybe talk about that a little yeah. bit today. No, and I agree on the home prices. I think it, you know, in some areas, you were talking earlier off camera, you know, with our inventory, in some areas, is, you know, our inventory is so low that the home prices aren't because there's not enough inventory. And some areas possibly are just because of we've got builders going in and, you know, they've got more inventory to. And yet not really. Here, here's the way that I would put it. Um, I had a conversation with a couple from New England. Uh -huh. This was a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about how we'd wanted to move to Dallas for several years. We follow the local media, and now right. that we see, and this is how she put it, that your real estate market is cratering, we think this is the time. Oh. And so I asked her for yeah. some specifics. What do you mean when you say our market is cratering? And you know, she'll talk to me about newspaper articles that say prices are dropping. Here's what you need to understand about prices. If you say prices are dropping, the critical thing is your benchmark, dropping from when to when. Right. If you tell me today that you are going to get less for your home in March of 2023 than you would have in March of 2022, 
Yeah, that's probably true. But what about March of 2021 or 20 or right. 19? Yeah. People aren't losing value no, on anything not. they buy here. Uh, and just case in point, median sale price on residential real property in the Metroplex is 50% higher today than it was four years ago yep. or five years ago, 2018. Right. We use yeah. that as your benchmark. Um, you may get less for your home than you might have if you'd listed it a year ago, but you're still going to get more than you paid for it. Oh, definitely. And the median sale price is going to be higher than if you had sold it last year. Yep. So it's all as Mark Twain used to say, there are three degrees of lies. There are lies, there are damned lies, and then there are statistics. And statistics in the hands of uh, a reporter that isn't necessarily interested in educating you can take you in a lot of different directions. Right. But the bottom line, prices aren't dropping. And the most important thing that people need to keep in mind is that values are not dropping. No, I don't see the values dropping because I think they've kind of stabilized. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't see us, you know, I don't see the offers were like last year at this time when I was writing offers 100 over list price and right. I was cringing. Um, but do I see, you know, the seller getting, you know, close to within range of his list price? Yes, I do, you know, in this market. so You do, but you know, there are a couple of things that need to be talked about here. Another little narrative mm -hmm. that the uh, the morning news and others in the local media will put out there is that sellers are being forced to drop prices repeatedly. And yeah. the numbers show that that's not true. Right. We can look at the Netris data and see that in most areas and at most price points, mm -hmm. sellers are getting at least 100% of list price. They aren't maybe getting 100 grand more like you were right. talking about last right. year. And that speaks to what the real change is. It's just not crazy this year. Right. And the reason it's not crazy is because of what mortgage rates did during the second half of the year. Right. The Fed in June is looking at 9.1% inflation. And just as a primer in economics that no one learns in schools anymore, when inflation gets to be more than like 2.5%, then the Federal Reserve is going to raise the federal funds rate as a way to cool down the economy. And when mortgage or inflation got to 9.1%, they were very aggressive. Hmm. What happened is instead of raising it like 50 basis points, slight gradual raises as they've done so often right. in the past, four months in a row of bigger increases than anyone had bargained for. Right. And the stock market was fine with this because they were taking this as a sign that the Fed was serious about inflation. So our investments did well last year. But the mortgage market wasn't prepared for these kinds of increases, and it was reflected in what mortgage rates did. We went from about 3.5 in January yeah. to, you know, 6, 7% in October with fears that it might go to 8. And when you look at the raise in mortgage rates that started in earnest in June, yeah. that's when you see volume and sales tapering off in the Metroplex. So what you've got is you still have a lot of demand for housing oh, yeah. and a lot of people moving here from elsewhere. And many of them are cash rich, paying cash, financing only a mm -hmm. small portion. They don't care about mortgage rates, so they're buying. Right. But a lot of the people that are here, if you're in a home you love at, say, three and an eighth, you're not going to trade up for another 300 square feet if that means you're going to have to go to a six or seven percent. Correct. Correct. Because I have some clients that are like, my interest rate right now, you know, is, you know, what well, you're talking, three, three point eight, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for them to make that, you know, change um, unless they're really, you know, but then I have some that, you know, they just want more room. They're mm -hmm. definitely going up and and they know that they've obviously are making quite a bit because they have a quite a bit of equity in their house. So this is the time to make. Yeah. And if you're selling your home and you've got enough equity, then the raise in interest rates doesn't necessarily hurt you. No. You could pay down enough that you aren't going to be looking at as big of a mortgage payment anyway. Right. 
it's all going to be tailored to individual circumstances. Or maybe you just really love the house. And by God, right. there's nothing wrong with that. But what we do see is a lot of people who are just comfortable enough where they are that they don't want to risk a higher mortgage payment. The other thing that concerns me is I talk to a lot of prospective buyers yeah. and a lot of agents that represent them. And some of these younger home buyers that think they understand this process implicitly because they've been to Google right. will say, we're going to wait because we know mortgage rates are going to go down and then buying a home will be cheaper. That might be a misconception. Yeah. The Federal Reserve has made clear that even though we've seen a slight drop in inflation, we're down from that peak in June of over 9% to, I think it was 6.8% last month, but it's not coming down quickly. And the Federal Reserve and their economists are making clear to people that we're going to continue to take an aggressive stance on dealing with inflation. So if you're expecting us to cut the federal funds rate, if you're expecting mortgage rates to drop, you're not going to see that. And in the meantime, we do continue to see price appreciation. Right. It's not as fast. It's not as crazy as what we've seen in years past. But the home you're looking at today in March is going to be more expensive in October. Definitely. And the mortgage rates aren't going to be any lower. So in effect, if you wait, all you're doing is hurting yourself. It's just going to cost you money. It costs, yeah, it costs you more. So there's the, the point that buyers need to understand. For sellers, what I think they need to grasp is you don't need to take the lowball offer, roll over and get kicked in the tummy because, oh, now it's a buyer's market. There is an interesting yeah. study that I read. It was quoted in the Dallas Business Journal. I won't mention the name of the home lender because I'm going to bag on them here. But their whole take is that we're now a buyer's market because inventory in the Metroplex is 48% higher than it was in 2021. Well, we have a cocktail here. There, yes. Let's say you give me 48% more of this cocktail than I have. I have a drink and a half. Right. And that's not much. No. Similarly, when you look at our housing inventory, a 48% increase over what was already a pretty low number is still a pretty low number. So the inventory figures that we're looking at are really no better than about two and a half months. Equilibrium is six months. So this is still very much a seller's market. Yeah. But two things to further consider. One, we depleted inventory in January. The right. January pendings are up by about 8% nationwide. I don't have the local number, but we sold a lot of this excess inventory that everybody was touting. Right. And really inventory is a good blanket number but it all depends on what you want and where you want it. You can tell me, for example, that we have two and a half months of inventory in Collin County. What if I want something under 500,000 in Frisco or McKinney? I don't have two and a half months supply there. No, no. It's weeks. Yes. It's days in some places. Yeah. So we talk about prices stabilizing, but in certain areas, they continue to go up because demand continues to outstrip supply. One of the things that we do is we have a, a data provider that we look to. And when they try to determine whether you're looking at a buyer's market or a seller's market, they're looking not just at inventory, they're looking at days on the market, they're looking at rate of absorption and a whole bunch of other things. Right. And their analysis is that we are still in a definite seller's market yeah. in some of the Collin County suburbs like Plano and Frisco and Allen, it's a strong seller's market. Yeah. So we have to counter this narrative, and more to the point, y'all watching at home need to understand that some of what you're reading in the local news is just designed to get clicks. The reality of the market is very different than what a lot of us are being told. And if you understand that and you work with somebody who understands that, you're going to be better served in the end. Definitely, definitely. I agree. Well, I mean, in the Dallas market, I had a house where we had a backup offer. I mean, so I had an offer and a backup offer on it. So yeah, remember that's those? a strong, right. yeah, I mean, remember <laughs> those. I mean, that's a strong market. If you're, if you have backup in it, you know, also 
you know, it leads to why inventory, inventory is low. So that's why you have the backup offers. You know, there wasn't the next one that someone, you know, possibly. So, um, so sellers are, still, are still, you know, it is still a seller's, you know, marketplace. Um, the only thing I've seen a little bit, um, that's a little given a little bit opportunity is maybe, um, at first this, because people are being so cautious in their steps, um, will lead to this, you know, interest rate. Interest rates are actually, they're lower than what my first uh, interest rate was. And I was doing a yeah. dance on it. And so they're really in retrospect, um, you know, we just had some glory years of really, really free money. That's all we did. Was. And it's created an expectation that really wasn't sustainable. Right. And to your point, I remember the first home my family bought when I was a little kid during the Carter administration, uh, my mom and dad got 18.5% and they were unblinkingly grateful. Right. And we've seen mortgage rates go down from there. Yes. Really, we've been at a historic low since 2008 or nine. Yep. Now they've ticked up a little bit and you've got people in the fives and sixes and younger home buyers who have not experienced what you did or what our parents right. did. They think that's a war crime. And I'm thinking, guys, this is a first world problem. Yeah. But the reality is the way rates have risen mm -hmm. has had an impact on affordability. Not only have prices of homes gone up in the Metroplex, right. you know, dramatically right. in the last five years, certainly the last 10, but just to give you an example, if you have a $500,000 mortgage at 3.1%, your payment's going to be about $2,100 principal and interest. Take that up to 4.5%, right. and all of a sudden you're paying closer to 2600 Do the math and put it at the 6% we hit toward the end of the year last year, and you can see where it becomes a very real problem for a home buyer who might be close to the margins and you know we're rolling our eyes at them but right. there's no doubt it impacts them the real estate center of texas a&m did an analysis that showed how the raise in interest rates from january to december of last year going roughly from a 3.6 to around seven decreased the purchasing power of buyers by almost 30 percent wow. so it is a real problem is it a war crime no but but for some people it's going to be something of an issue well, but then I'll use this example. I was talking to um, girl. I was. I know you'll be shocked. I was at the spa, <laughs> but she was a worker. Um, but she at this time, she, you know, because she's self-employed, she moved here. She would really like to buy a house, but um, she's got to, you know, get some years under her belt. Um, she was telling me how much she paid for rent. I almost had a heart attack. She was paying almost three thousand mm -hmm. dollars per month. So that buyer that is sitting out there that is paying rent right now, and they're paying that, even with these higher interest rates, you can afford to buy a house. And there's a lot of different programs out there, depending, of course, on your um, your situation. And um, now you're building equity, and because of our what you were saying, you know, we're seeing you know, the appreciation, you're going to have appreciation. So no, no it is question. Still good. Home ownership is always the better answer. Right. The problem that we have is that we've been so low on inventory for so long, and it really isn't all that better Right. that you have a lot of people who are in apartments. They came here from California or wherever, and they wanted to buy. They couldn't find anything when they started looking. So they've been in apartments now for two or three years. Mm -hmm. And because we are a very competitive apartment market, I guess we're ranked number third in the country, according right. to an outfit called rentcafe.com. Um, because not only are like 95% of the apartments full, but better than two thirds of the people in them have renewed their leases because they couldn't find homes to buy. So apartment landlords, management companies take advantage of that. They jack up the rent a right. little more every year. 
That may slow in 2023. We have like 35,000 new apartments hitting the market and a bunch of new communities that are kind of on the drawing board. But if you're renting a house, for example, then the rate of the increase is significantly higher. So when you tell me that this person you were talking to is paying 3,000 to rent a home, that doesn't surprise me, but I'll bet you could buy that same home with a little bit down and not wind up paying a mortgage payment even close to that. Right. If your credit's good. And that's all, you know, your mileage may vary. Um, but yes, the rental market remains a great, great source of demand, but you know, enough can't be said about inventory. One of the things that the media locally and nationally have done for the last several years is every year in January, they predict that we're going to see prices drop because this will be the year we see a big explosion of new listings. Did you see right. an explosion of new listings last year? No. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I did it. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> right. It went up by like 48%, you know, to, to two months. So right. we still don't have that much on the market. The media is acting like a problem that our industries have dealt with for the better part of a decade is just suddenly evaporated. And it's really right. not that much better. And again, if you look at a particular price point in a particular zone, uh, you know, it, it may be less than a month still in many cases. Wow. Wow. Well, it's still, I mean, again, going back to, you know, the point, it's still a good market to buy in. You know, it's still, that's always, you know, the bottom line is that regardless of what the interest rates are, um, it's still better to buy your develop. Our, our, I guess our North Texas area it is not an area that we're gonna see a market crash. We've got too many businesses moving here and that's, you know, that's the demand for housing. That's right. And, and we do need to talk about that because when people use the word crash, mm-hmm. remember the words mean things. The reason our market did what it did, say, in 2007 or 8, right. is we had a lot of demand from investors. They weren't going to live in the homes. They bought them as investments or as rentals. And a lot of times they did it with 100% financing or even negative amortization yes. loans. Remember those? <laughs> yeah, remember those? That's a, a relic. Right up there with the rotary dial phone and yes. reruns of Blossom. But, you know, when the market corrected, they had no skin in the game. So they got out and we had right. a foreclosure crisis. Right. What's happening now is more and more people are moving here from elsewhere because mm-hmm. they recognize that we do things better in Texas than California or whatever. Definitely. They're selling homes in markets where they're getting more for it than they're going to pay here. So you unload a mid-century modern in El Segundo, California for $2.3 million. Right. You can't spend enough of your money on a home here. Right. So you don't care about the mortgage rates. You're probably going to pay cash. But so many of those people are coming here that we have this track of demand. As I said a little bit ago, there just yeah. aren't as many people here locally that are looking to move and trade up because of how it might affect them. But we have people who are moving to run away from bad policies. Mm-hmm. We do have companies relocating. And while that's slowed a little bit while mortgage rates are higher, it continues. Yep. And you know, I think the proof of the pudding is that if you look at the number of new residents in Texas and in the Metroplex, we gained in Texas one point, I'm sorry, in Dallas rather, 1.35 million new residents between 10 and 19. Okay. We expect we'll gain about 1.4 million this year, and we've added about 270,000 every year since 2019. So wow. we continue to grow at a very steady clip, and a lot of those are people that would rather have a house than an apartment. So there's always going to be that source of demand. Right. So I think that's a perfect point to those people sitting out there going, oh, our market's going to crash. Don't foresee that happening um, based on our area, maybe somewhere else in the country. But <laughs> Well, and to be clear, this could be a tough year for a lot of the country. Um, all of the indicators point to the fact that we will have something like a recession at the national level this year. Wall Street Journal survey of economists, 67% of them are calling for a recession. Mm-hmm. 
If you look at the financial analysts and economists at the 24 largest financial institutions in the country, most of them see contraction in three or four quarters. And the Philadelphia Federal Reserve Bank, noted for their negativity, but they predict a recession. The key is how that recession will impact Texas. And a lot of the people who analyze our market and our area are saying that even if things get bad elsewhere in the country, we should be fine here. And that's right. people from your company, Ebby Holiday. Chris yes. Kelly has said that to a number of people, um, folks from Wells Fargo. And then, you know, more locally, more parochially, mm -hmm. all of the economic analysts at the Texas A&M Real Estate Center down in College Station, and these guys are good. They're yep. the best at what they do in our industry. They are all predicting that whatever happens in the rest of the country, we'll weather it fine here. I mean, it may not be as rosy a year in 23 as we saw in 1918, 22, whatever, but right. we'll be fine. So to predict that our market will crash is all in how you define it, but nobody who really knows thinks it's going to be anything close to that. Well, I think that ends on a great point is that the market's not going to crash. <laughs> Well, Kelly, it's soft and it will crash. <laughs> it has been such a pleasure. Oh, I've gotten so much information, and I hope you viewers have too. Um, I'm sorry I didn't let you talk. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I like to listen. I always get so much, you know, so much um, information from him. Um, so thank you again, and cheers, cheers to 2023. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify, as well as Kimberly's YouTube channel. If you'd like to contact Kimberly directly, you can email her at KimberlyWoodard at Ebby.com or call 214-632-2092. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.